the Bills famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fella, the tuna country Matt Kempf, and bellied up to the bar, the Halloween king of Germantown, the fabulous one, Freddie Bender. So scary. You are spooky looking. I am spooky. You're scary looking dude. I've seen I'm in a busting while. out my, we got Ike in the house. I'm busting out my favorite player of all time with my gold. That ain't gold. That's margarita beans. NBA? I'm feeling NBA, baby. NBA uh, rundown tonight. That is a great shirt, Fred, by the way. That uh, MJ rookie year. Yeah, full extension Love going it. up for the dunk. <laughs> um, look like you've been showing your tatas down there in uh, New Orleans. <laughs> you with like your, my with fake your beads gold. on? Yeah. But uh, last night, as we record this, uh, was Halloween. I spent it over at Fred's. Uh, we had a great time scaring uh, all his neighbors. <laughs> and, oh yeah, uh, good time. <laughs> it, you gotta earn your candy nowadays, kid. <laughs> that's right. You know what I'm saying? People are handing people out, you know, Reese cups and this and that. You come to my house, you're gonna earn it and, with a scare, or you gotta be apprehensive to walk up. Right. That's what we had everyone doing. <laughs> yes, yes, we did, and I thought that was one of the funnest things. Um. I want to remind everybody that we are on social media, uh, on Twitter, on Facebook. You know how to find us. Um, Also, I wanted to, right off the top, say that uh, for those that uh, are regular listeners of the show, I kind of made uh, a Mad Dog Russo uh, scenario, although I didn't say I was going to retire if... Indiana covered the spread. I was fairly adamant in the fact that Penn State was going to cover the spread in that game against Indiana. I believe you called it the bet of the millennium. I I I and think I think I might have. How many t-shirts are you having to fork out now, buddy? Well, that's what I was going to say. I only had one person send me a screenshot of their bet. Five dollars that they bet. They bet fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. Five above on Indiana. Uh, to cover the spread. You did not, however, tell me how I can reach you. So if your name is Terrence and you sent me that screenshot, please reach out on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, give me your address and you will get a hot off the presses blockout sports pod t-shirt. Um, Congrats, Terrence. <laughs> Good deal, buddy. I like that. Did I know UK Bill, our listener, uh, put five on? Uh... He said he just couldn't do it. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I he's mean, like, I, I can't it bring did. myself to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, I'm not doing that for a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, and uh, speaking of T-shirts, we do have those available. If you would like one, uh, again, just reach out on social media, and uh, I will get back with you and figure out how to make that happen um before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show tonight just before we started recording this evening uh the news broke that legendary indiana basketball coach bob knight passed away at the age of 83 uh he had been battling 
dementia, Alzheimer's type scenario for the last several years. Uh, he had moved back to Bloomington a few years ago uh, to be closer to his doctors and closer to his close friends and things like that. And I thought tonight, uh, before we got started, I just wanted to give a few thoughts of my own. On I mean, the... you have to. We're in his basement. <laughs> I right. want everyone to know that we are literally yeah. in the Indiana Mecca basement. Uh, we've got to get some pictures on Facebook. If you could know that where when Tuna and I and Ike were driving over here and you get that news, you're like, oh, my God, I'm literally going to Bobby Knight's basement <laughs> to do I, this show as he has just passed. Well, and it's just amazing to look around here and see all the memorabilia and all the Bobby Knight stuff and all the IU stuff. Uh, so I know you got I know you knew it was coming and he hadn't been doing good, but I know you somewhat have, you know, you've you've instilled years and years of of your IU fandom into Bobby Knight. It's got to be somewhat sure. heavy-hearted uh, situation. Yeah, and it's uh, for those people that that didn't grow up in Bloomington at a particular time like I did, I'm 50 years old now, and so my, you know, kind of formative years as a sports fan – were shaped by Indiana basketball being, you know, one of the top five programs in the country almost each and every year. And, of course, you know, there were, <clears throat> starting out in 1976, well, really in 73, his first uh, Final Four team, then 75 and 76, only losing one game in two years, national champions in 76 undefeated, National championships in 1981, national champion in 1987, and, uh, you know, Final Fours also in 92, uh, and 93, having what was the best team in the country till Alan Henderson got hurt. That's for another, that's for another day, but my relationship with Coach Knight as a fan, and I don't think I'm unique in this, except for the fact that I grew up there and was kind of right in the middle of it, um, you know, it can't be overstated what a big deal Bob Knight was, not just in Bloomington, but in the state of Indiana through the 70s and 80s. I mean, it, it just can't be overstated. Um, I'm sure it's much like... Uh, Coach Rupp was thought of around here during the 50s and 60s, or what Coach Crum was thought of around here in the late 70s and through the 80s. You know, Bob Knight was the king of Indiana. He was the he was the most famous person and the, probably the most important person in the state for what almost 20 years. Oh uh, yeah, well over 20, I think. And um. <clears throat> My particular relationship with him as a fan went from being, uh, you know, someone who, as a kid, you know, he was just the coach of my favorite team, and they won all the time. That's awesome. And then as I got older and uh, started realizing that I was interested in the X's and O's of basketball and how the game was played, it went to a respect level and also... Mm -hmm. 
an appreciation for the way that he coached and how good his teams were and how they did things, quote-unquote, the right way and things like that. And then later in his career, when Indiana wasn't as good and some of the you know, unsavory aspects of his personality and behavior came were coming to light, kind of having to separate the, what they say, like the art from the artist, the, the man from his massive accomplishments Mm -hmm. and, you know, coming, looking at it with a little less rose colored glasses and realizing that, you know, he was a flawed man. And I, he would be the first one to tell you that, but his contributions, not just to the state of Indiana, the Indiana university with the library fund and all the work that he did, uh, to promote education at Indiana, but just basketball in general and the respect that he had for the older coaches and the respect that younger coaches had for him. Um, it, it, it can't be overstated. It's a massive loss for basketball. Um, it's a massive loss for Indiana university. I am very thankful that he was able to come back to assembly hall a few years ago, even in his, I would say deteriorated mental state, um, which anybody that's gone through dementia or Alzheimer's with a relative would, would understand that. But it was, it was huge that he came back. It was huge that Indiana hired his favorite player that he ever coached to be the new head coach at Indiana in Mike Woodson. And before we move on, I want another to... great, I mean, he's a fantastic coach. Yeah. And I just wanted to share just a couple of quick stories uh, that I had. Anybody that grew up in Bloomington when I did, chances are, and w- went to Indiana, chances to are, rocking. well, chances <laughs> are you probably came across Coach Knight at some point, whether it was while you were a student there or out at a restaurant or, you know, in a store or something like that. My first story is uh, I had a class, I think it was in the basement of, of the assembly hall, but, but somehow I had to walk through the assembly hall to get to my class. And I'm going to paint a picture for you here. I'm, this is 1993 probably. I'm this tall, skinny, long-haired, blonde kid with a big Fu Manchu. I thought I was uh, the lead singer for Alice in Chains back then, so I was either wearing, like, leather pants or or (laughs) jeans with holes all in them. Uh, The Bloomington way. I probably had a backwards hat on or whatever. Anyway, Indiana had played Penn State the night before. I don't remember if Indiana had won or lost, but I do remember that it was not your typical Indiana Penn State ball game where they either beat us or we had a really good team and they almost beat us, whatever it was. So I'm walking through the hallway at Assembly Hall and I look up and I see Coach Knight walking towards me. It's just me and him in this long concrete hallway. (laughs) And I'm scared to death. I mean, I don't want to talk. I mean, I'm... What do you say to Coach Knight? Uh, how after, tall was he? 
He was like 6'6". Six, 6'6". Six. Six, six. I mean, he's kind of like the Bear Bryant. Guys. And pretty imposing guy. And yeah. At that point. I mean, bigger was, than people think. Yeah, he was he probably 6'6", six, six, 250. Yeah. If not a little heavier. So he's a big dude. And he's one of them dudes who would look at you. You well, know, not be too busy to do something. Look at you. He was a big eye contact guy. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that he was definitely I, known for was I'm eye contact. Sure, sure. I don't mean to interrupt your story, but no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Sure, I sure. want to set it up for some of our listeners. I'm sure he had those sleeves rolled up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, you know, 20 feet away, 15 feet away, 10 feet away. And I'm, look, I like, look, as you guys said, I'm lo- literally turn my head to look at the concrete cinder block wall so I don't have to see them. And we get just past each over just past each other. And over my shoulder I hear, Did you watch the game last night? I went, Oh God. I said, Yeah, coach, I did. <laughs> he said, What did you think? I said, It wasn't great, coach. It wasn't great. And he walked over to me, and if you've ever seen, you you can totally picture this if you've seen him do it before. He slapped me on the back, and he said, son, it's never as good as you think it is, and it's never as bad as you think it is. (laughs) And he just kept on walking. (laughs) And then uh, several years later, I'll I'll make this a very short story. Several years later, uh, I lived in an apartment, the apartment building that I lived in burned down and the next morning as uh, news media is uh, want to do they're interviewing all of us that just watched all our stuff burn burn up you know how do you how does it feel that you've lost everything that you have in your life type of questions and I said something to the effect of uh you know, I can replace my couch, my TV, and my VCR, but I had a uh, a lot of Indiana basketball memorabilia in that apartment that can never be replaced. And the next day in the Bloomington paper, they put my quote in the paper wow. that, that, that said that. And I was working for the company, the real estate company that um, owned the building that I had lived in. So while I was trying to find a new place to live, they moved me into like a furnished model apartment that they also owned. And I don't know, two, three weeks later, I come home from work and there's a box sitting out in front of this apartment door. I'm like, what is this? I open it up and a few of the things that are hanging down here in the downstairs pub were in that box. And right on top was a letter that said something to the effect of it's good to know that even when you've lost everything, your number one thought was of Indiana basketball. Here's a few things to get your collection restarted. Coach Knight. And wow, that's cool. That How is that note not around here? It's at my parents' house okay. in the, I think... <laughs> it's at my parents' house in the fire safe, I think. I got you. Because um, that's something that I just uh-huh. like to, you know, I have other, I have another letter over there from him back, uh, back behind that Falls City, back behind the bar. 
But I, I, I ran across him a few times, and I've had tons of friends that either worked for him or that played for him or uh, that were managers. And, you know, you ask somebody about Bob Knight, and this is the ultimate thing about Bob Knight, the ultimate contradiction. You ask 20 people about Bob Knight, they'll all have 50 great things to say about him, and they'll every one of them will have some stuff that isn't so great to say about him. He was a con- a walking contradiction, a man who demanded discipline from everybody and sometimes didn't hold himself to that same discipline that he expected from everybody else. But at at the core of it, and, you know, my story about that is not a unique story. He did stuff like that for people all the time. And uh, for all the enjoyment that I got out of watching not just Indiana play, but the 84 Olympic team, and I've got hours and hours of uh, of videotapes. I don't know what that was. Uh, I was just nothing. <laughs> I have hours Technology. and hours and hours of uh, videotapes of him coaching over there. Uh, I learned a lot from him. Uh, I use a lot of the things that I learned from him in coaching my team today. And uh, I just want to say thanks, coach, and uh, rest in peace. And uh, the world of basketball is a little bit sadder. Uh, after that news tonight. You guys have anything to add to that? No, I think that's well said. I mean, I don't think – I mean, Ike, you wanted to say well, something? Well, yeah. I, I, when I think about Bob Knight, um, Renders, you'll, you remember those years where they did the – at Freedom Hall one year and then at the Hoosier Dome the other year? Yeah. They, they did that oh, in the yeah. early 90s. Oh, yeah. In 93, I was at the Freedom Hall game where – Calbert Chaney, Matt Nover, Travis Ford, and Jamal Mashburn all scored 29. And the reason you remember that is it was so unique for Freedom Hall to have that scoreboard. Oh, yeah. That had 29, 29. Kentucky won that. The next year, me and my boy Dave Callison, we go up to uh, the Hoosier Dome. And, Travis, you probably remember the game. It was when Greg Graham played and everything. And he shot a last-second shot that missed, and we barely got out of the Hoosier Dome by, like, one or two points. How and about so, your body? Did you get out of there? <laughs> yeah, we ran. Well, oh, that's right. Wait a minute. That's the Hoosier Dome. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was, it was the Hoosier Dome. Campus. We, me, and, me and Callison, uh, we ran. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the uh, the superintendent for uh, for uh, Jefferson County, uh, Marty Polio, was actually – Bob Knight's uh, uh, manager up there. And I used to know people that knew Marty, and he told some great stories back then. And uh, he used to have to take donuts to Coach Knight. And, uh, <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah. And sometimes Coach Knight, uh, when he got to the door, it was it was a sight to see. We'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure. And uh, no, good mood, no, bad mood. No, he used to sit there naked. I think is what you're getting at. He I didn't want to, you know. He some... would sit at his desk <laughs> okay. naked with a towel over and he his would come, waist. He did come to the door, and I heard these stories. So I thought those are <laughs> those, those no. are uh, fun. Now let me ask you, Travis, when 
after he hit you on your bike and everything, was the fire after that? Yes. He might have known that was you, man. No, he didn't. Okay, uh, okay. How that worked was uh, the president of the company that I worked for that owned the apartment complex was on the board of trustees and was a very close friend of Coach okay. Knight's. So he had his secretary... Uh, that old hippie, he lost a lot of stuff. I'm going to get some stuff <laughs> no, <for him>. no. <laughs> And by that time, I was not a hippie anymore, like I am now again today. Okay. But at that point, I had short hair, and I was coaching basketball, and I thought that might be what I did you, for a living at that time. And, you know, when I see the small town video with John Mellencamp, I always think of you, and I ain't being silly, but the way they're sitting there listening to him talk, and you love Mellencamp, you love Bobby Knight, and I just think, shit, Travis ought to be in that video because that's, that's who I think of. Shout out to my friend Andy Matthews, who is in that video, oh, yeah. and is the guy that the kid that's sitting at Coach Knight's feet, looking up at him uh, while he's talking. Okay, okay, that's cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, side note: I know someone that's actually in the Hurt So Good video, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wanted to get that out of the way <clears throat> and talk about Coach Knight for just a few minutes. Um, he was obviously a important figure, not just in my life, but in the lives of a lot of people that grew up with me and around me uh, at the same time. So RIP coach and our best wishes to uh, Patrick and Tim and uh, his wife and the whole family and friends. Um, but uh, I just wanted to get that out of the way. So uh, moving on. And looking at how uh, our picks did last week, we had a comeback week last week, or the week before, where uh, we did fairly well. This week, we did not do great. Uh, we were 7-8 and eight in total. As I said, I think my uh, endorsement of Penn State might have had something to do with that because three of us took Penn State, which was obviously a huge mistake. Uh, Colin again goes two and one Jody who unfortunately is not here with us tonight but should be back next week was one and two I was one and two Tuna was one and two and Freddie was two and one no nice job Fred yeah I will stay in uh, Oklahoma State thank you uh just lost on the uh in, speaking of Indiana, the Indiana mm. debacle of uh, somehow saying, hey, we're going to beat Penn State at Penn State. Yeah. However, and... in the hell that that happened, I, thank God I didn't have to see it. But, hey, I was actually at one point to Travis sent me a text and I said, I'm pulling for your Hoosiers, by God. I think it was first quarter. I said, I don't care about my bets. I'm pulling for the Hoosiers. My parlays can... Uh, take a loss for that win. And Let me I tell you, I think that, uh, well, I know that at least in, in my group of friends, everybody that was watching the game, we were all just irritated because we knew they weren't going to cover, but we also knew that there was no way in hell they were going to win. Well, and, and we all knew that. And yeah. they, but, I was waiting for my spread, uh, my spread to take well, place. <laughs> I still thought, I still Which thought a lot. I still thought at halftime that, Penn State was going to cover easy. Um, and Indiana did what Indiana does. 
and they really had a chance to win the game. They're at at Penn State's 20-yard line after a big defensive play with like four minutes to go, and instead of going for the jugular and saying, we have a chance to beat a top-10 team on the road in a season that isn't going anywhere, they ran the ball up the middle three times, kicked the tying field goal, Penn State comes down, scores with a minute and a half to go, and that was all she wrote. But uh, for those of you that took my advice, and I know there were a few because I heard from a few of you, uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) And I am not betting for nor against Indiana this week. I promise you that. Um, With that being said, uh, Tuna, where there there wasn't a lot of great matchups or big movement games last week, but was there anything that just stuck out in your mind as something that, uh, that, that moved the needle for you? Yeah, I think the two biggest things that happened last week was obviously Oregon going into Utah and looking like the best team in the country. Yeah. Um, they shredded that Utah defense, which was a top five defense of college football, and they went right through them. Um, Oregon's clicking, and I tend to agree with what Kirk Herbstreet said on the college football playoff last night, that Oregon is the team to beat in college football. Um, they, I know they had the one loss against Washington, but uh, they just look oh, different than um, just a, missed field goal. a lot of teams. They, they've had the schedule. They, they've been through. They've been battle-tested. Um, and then second, you have uh, Oklahoma and Kansas. Um, Oklahoma went in to Kansas and – Jason Beam played out of his mind. Uh, Jalen Daniels' backup quarterback. Um, Kansas looked like world beaters. Um, Oklahoma, that's two weeks in a row that they have struggled. And I believe that I cursed them a little bit after putting them in the college football playoff last week. Oh, you did. So, I tend to do that to teams. So, I apologize if I put you in my college football Final Four this week. Is um, it cursing or did you just get the – did your prediction just fall apart? Oh, no, I'm never wrong. <laughs> I'm never wrong. These are powers beyond me uh, that are doing this. So, it's I have no control over the spirits. But, um, yeah, definitely Oklahoma, they still have a 29% chance to uh, make the Final Four there, Fred. And I believe Bama is sitting at 30% to get in. So, they're right there with each other. Um, other than that, man, it was uh, – USC struggled again. I, I mean, I don't know if we even care about USC anymore at this point. Yeah, but um, yes. they went to Cal. I know it's a rival game, but to, to, they gave up forty-eight points to again. Cal. Again. Yeah, again. So I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's about it. Last Ohio week was had a tough little game, but they popped out of it like they normally do by about fourteen. Yeah, I feel like we've seen that from Ohio State every week. So. They, they they come out, they, they play about 50%, and then, like, the you know, last quarter and a half, they start clicking. Yeah, you're right. So. It was There were good games on, as always, but I think uh, now that the CFP uh, mm. rankings came out and we've got some really juicy games this weekend, we ought to just <laughs> jump to that, Travis. What do well, you real quick, before we move on, I want to talk about last week because I do believe that everyone in this room was trying to convince me that Florida was good and that oh! the, the cocktail party was going to be a good game. So I would like your thoughts, now, wait a uh, Frederick, I I on never, the cocktail party. I never thought that the cocktail that that uh, Florida. Matter of fact, uh, no, no, nobody no, no, can no, beat no. Georgia. I've said that from the get go. Matter of fact, but they're going to give them a game, though. I think is what you said. It's going to be a very I didn't interesting say it was game. Be a, give them a game, a but very I interesting said, game. No one's going to beat Georgia. Period. It ain't going to happen. 
Now, Florida, who do they got this weekend? That game? Now well, they that's, win that one. That's Arkansas. There you go. In that's the swamp. A win. That's well, it, a win. Yeah, it is. But, but, but what, that doesn't make you a good team. I know, well, I mean, I that's get a big it. Reach. But I'm saying <laughs> yeah, Florida, Florida's 5-3 and three right now, and I think they've made a nice little comeback and found some uh, – some leaks and holes that they had. Their quarterbacks playing better, but I didn't say they were going to go to the cocktail party and beat Georgia. Yeah, I but you didn't think that, that they would. Uh, I think that was a fifteen-point spread, and you didn't bet it, but you well, were saying, I didn't know. "Oh, I said I'm not going to touch it." I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, he's trying. He's trying to fill them stools. Down. I don't <laughs> give. I don't give enough. Uh, po- I don't give a lot of points. Up. I do like Unless the. I do like State. watching the end zones at the cow games. Those are very pretty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Tudor, you're going to be traveling out there to Stanford with about. Uh, they 2, did release. People. They did release our schedule, and we are playing at Stanford next year. Yeah, well, so, you battle have, of the Cardinal. You won't have to fight for seats because there was more at Mail Manual. <laughs> I'm just letting you know than than their game this past weekend at Stanford, I don't which know. which they were playing someone good who. Uh, and I'm like, is this really the people that are at it for no. a night game? I don't think they'll let me on that campus, honestly. Like, they would just be like, nope, you got to go. So, I don't know. But this week coming up, this is a this is a slate. This is a great week of college football, I think. With a lot of implications. Do you not agree? You're making a face at me like I'm a I moron. do. I just wanted to get to the CEP so I could tell y'all that I had my top four correct. I think you was trying to get that champagne down your gullet. Since you're throwing me under the bus on Florida, I want to just let you know that I had the, uh, under on the top four correct. Jerry, it's always nice to have extra people to watch the games with, too. That's right. <laughs> Come on over, dog. That's right. Who's Jerry? <laughs> uh, hey, uh... So what 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 we, let's talk about this CFP. Yes, let's do. Get on it, Tuna. I mean, there's nothing really here that was shocking to me. Nothing. Uh, nothing. What what like okay, the one thing that you could say is maybe that Washington has the best win in the country and they're outside the top 4, but That's what I was getting. That's going to play itself out. Those yes. those top 6 like it doesn't matter where you're at right now because they're all gonna gonna have to play each right, other or deal right. with each other, so that that's not even an issue. What what gets me is like the um, you look at the one loss teams that are creeping up to get, take the next spot after a team loses, and I think those are pretty right. I mean, you have Oregon probably lost. You know, th- th- I think they deserve. They're the best one loss team. Um, I Al- thought or- you said Oregon State was that was one of your picks. <laughs> I, I think Final I four. I think I sneezed oh, at the end. And, uh, it's not over. It's a long season. Now wait a minute. And, that's a one point. That's a team that has one loss. That guess what? Mm-hmm. I, I I was waiting for you to get to that they can beat them in the Civil War. Yeah, they for not? sure. Yeah, they could. No, Oregon has tough games left to play. Yeah, it's uh. I think that Oregon that game is in Eugene. Okay, and and I don't see Oregon State being able to keep up with I them hear, in Eugene. I agree. Um, and then next you have Texas sitting there, which probably has one of the best road wins in college football, True. going to Bryant Denny Stadium True. and getting that win. I um, think they're going to lose again. Well, they probably will, but as of right now, when you're ranking them, I think they deserve to be where they are. Um, so, what was the big surprise that you had? No, like, they're, they're oh, okay. really weren't. They're really yeah, weren't. I mean, I all in all, getting, I think it's... I wanted you to talk about Oregon State and see where they were in the swing of things. They have to be up there, up that ladder as a one-loss team. Well, they're, they're, though they have two in. losses now. I mean, two, yes. yeah. 
And they're, they're sitting at 16 right behind Notre Dame. I mean, but I think they have the defense who can upset one of those teams. Oh, absolutely. But I don't think they can win consistently to get up there. And I think that the Big 12 has a few teams that can upset some of those top tier teams like Texas, uh, like Oklahoma. Um, Then it isn't just Kansas. I'm talking teams like Iowa State. I know that sounds crazy. Well, matter of fact, Iowa State. Well, that's one game we need to jump on here a little. The comments that you just made brings us right to this weekend. Right to it. You have Bedlam and you have Kansas State at Texas. Right, and Kansas coming off the big win. And you know I've been hot, been kind of uh, betting a lot of Iowa State games. They have been playing really well. Their defense is really – I know that sounds crazy. Is this where we're Iowa at State now? De- we're talking about Iowa State football? No. Uh, no, we're talking about Iowa State Being able to upset, upset okay. Kansas. Okay. And would I you think- rather talk about Iowa? Yeah. Honestly, I would. <laughs> because Brian France is gone. But anyway, okay. carry on. I don't mean to interrupt. Not a shocker, but the offensive coordinator that scored a total of 17 points this year is gone. I find it a little disappointing because I thought that he was going to battle through this season to try to get that average. I and know. he just tucked you, his you tail. He tucked his tail and that? quit. No, Lord, <laughs> I don't even know if you could do that. I wanted to see that so bad. I know. Like, at the end of the year, he knew he needed 48 points <laughs> to win. So the quarterback was going to be like 63 for 71. You know, just yes. was completely against That's what, what they we do. needed. <laughs> I'm, no, but I'm a man. I'm 50. Look out for him. I'm telling you, Oklahoma State is at home plus seven. It's the I, last I mean, bedlam. I, I see that. The last bedlam. Yes, I see Oklahoma losing that game. I'm sorry. Oklahoma State um. is saying, hey, um, you're booting us. You're not our rival anymore. This is our last showdown. It's at our place. You know Gundy's going to have him boys fired oh, up for that. Oh, they're going to be ready. They are going to be ready. Dad. What about uh, Georgia? Missouri comes to town. Missouri comes to Athens. I'll now, let you take this one. Well, SEC I mean, boy. I don't know. But it doesn't I, I, move I the needle for me. I personally don't think they have a shot. They don't. But, but, you know, especially now that Georgia is like, oh, you think we're number two? You think Ohio State's better than us? Okay, we're going to prove it. I will say uh, Missouri has that win against Kansas State, and that was at Kansas State, if I'm correct, right? right? Yes. That's, that's, that's a, a huge win. win. Um, that's a bigger win than what Georgia has. Georgia's biggest win is probably what? Are about Kansas State now? <laughs> but I agree with it, dude. I think yeah. Kansas State and Iowa State are about even. By no, the way. no, 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 yes. no. Kansas State. Kansas thump. State has been was upset last week or week before by forty from somebody. Yeah, they're they're uh, six and fact, two. I'd like to see if they're Iowa ranked twenty third in the college I'd like football to see playoff. If Iowa State may have beaten them already. Actually, I, I I'm gonna have to look back in the archives. Uh, but dude, Missouri is just that little scrappy. Uh, team to get in there and get under Georgia's skin a little bit. I mean, of anyone, uh, don't forget they have Ole Miss. Uh, 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 I think Georgia has to go to Ole Miss, right? Uh, no, 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 no. That game's in Athens. Oh, it is. Oh, so, okay. Well, now the Georgia schedule's starting to look like Michigan's again. Uh, they don't even play a freaking away game anywhere. When's the last time they played away? Georgia? Besides they, a neutral site, for God's sake. 
Every uh, time I see them play, they're playing in them hedges. I guess they went to Vandy, and then they're going to go to oh, Knoxville. Oh, there's a good one. Vandy's not even put together. It's well, like, it is dangerous got, because you could run into a crane at any yeah, point in time. Yeah, you so could, they, I mean, they didn't even go to a real yeah. venue. It was half a venue. No, there's, and now they've been uh, at a neutral site uh, sipping cocktails. They now, do have to go to Knoxville. Um, okay, they got to go to Knoxville. Yeah. And That's the cocktail party. like. Which you know, is, I guess, Jack's neutral. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Georgia's, we, we talked about it a million I times. I think Tennessee their, their schedule's could, crap. Tennessee could punch them in the mouth. Tennessee ain't doing bit. nothing. <laughs> uh, what else you see on here, Tuna? I'm looking at, uh, I mean, they, they all look, Notre Dame's got little old Clemson. What about Dabo? You know what? Dabo had uh, a little rant this weekend. You know what? I give little Dabo and give little old Clemson a lot of pizza and a lot of crap, but I I kind of like what little Dabo said. Let I me, thought. Let me ask I, you a question. I, did you all agree with this what is, he said? Did you hear what he said? I heard what he said. This I, is a topic you know, I that mean, I he I've, did. He did get. Hold on, real quick, Tuna. He did get. I, it's silly for a coach to get mad at some caller. I mean, you know, you're above that. Let human your beings kids human watch beings. it. I get all that, and and really, he let the let his uh, temper get the best of him. Let's be real. But I heard his presser the next day, and you know, so I, I like how he used the the garden uh, or the tree, right? He used the tree analogy. Uh, oh analogy. God, yeah. <laughs> not one of these coaching analogies. <laughs> Oh, that's one of my worst. I hate I know, those. but it was funny. I, you know what? Keep going. What do you think, Tuna? No, I'm just saying, like, at what point, because this, this has been going on for several weeks with several coaches across college football where fans have brought up their salaries. Has there any been, or ever been a point in your all's fandom, anyone in this room's fandom, where you gave a damn how much your coach was making? I don't. Me neither. Yes. Why? Because Indiana would have to pay Tom Allen $20 million to fire him. But you're not paying <laughs> Yeah. No, 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 true. no, no. Yeah. I, no, yeah. I'm not paying. I don't care how much money yeah. he's actually making. Exactly. I care that he is going to keep his job because uh-huh. they have to pay him yeah, that sucks. too much to fire him. But the annual salary, like, it, this, like a couple weeks ago, no. I guess they went after uh, Mark Stoops down at UK. And they're like, you're the sixth highest paid coach in college football. What are we getting in return? And it's like, no, I hate that argument. No, it's and, it's terrible. Uh, but I but I do think that Dob. I mean, my relative dislike of Sweeney is probably well known. A few weeks ago, when he made the, I thought asinine remark about. Well, he's well, made a few of them. We've set the bar like maybe you, maybe a loss is good for you fans, so you don't expect so much. Well, you can't preach that and then preach about it's a, the only thing that matters is being elite. Like he, he's making excuses for himself right, and for I his team. I, I, and then I, like you said, I hate the fact that he let a collar get under his skin. Right, that's what I was getting at. And you just can't do that. If you're an an elite coach or somebody that is kind of one of the, I don't know, one of the seven, eight faces of college football as a coach, you can't let – and dude, and quite frankly, I didn't actually hear – I read the transcript. 
But if you're whoever the, you know, the radio voice of Clemson or whoever it is, if you're the host of that show, that question comes on, you, gotta, you go, yeah. Click, click. Ah, click. See, I, go, I, I click. disagree with both well, of you guys. Well, it doesn't happen very I think it it just being a head coach, often. you have every right to go to anybody that comes at you. Just no, don't get you physical. Can. You can. You, I, 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 I just think it, as far as like Travis said. Like any other profession, listening. like you. But you're, I think, man, you know what? Like, that's going to fire up his players. I just I don't think that uh, that you give stuff like that credence. If Tyler from Spartansburg wants to wants to step up to the plate, then I'm going to call him out and I'm going to give him hey, his what for. let's not forget. Well, I'll, t- I'll say it in a minute, but I've been trolling. You could be like Calipari I mean, and not there, even take calls there are on his call-in that are show. The greatest of all time that have done all kinds of rants to be on that, not to a caller, exactly. but to a reporter, which sometimes can be worse because that's their job to ask tough questions. And you know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot but of times. I think times... he was sending a message to his players, even though it was aimed at him and his his contract, but I think he kind of stepped up for all coaches in a sense when he said that. I don't know. Uh, I'm probably biased. He's having I think a bad he's a, season. I he is a putz. I, I agree think he's with a that. Giant but... phony, and uh, I just think that somebody at that level should be above that. Um, the great Joe Lapchick one time. We'll go back to Coach Knight. The great Joe Lapchick. St. John's former coach, uh, Army lost a tough game uh, in the NIT, and fans were coming on the court and like yelling at Bobby Knight. And Joe Lapchick put his arms around him and he said, "Stick your nose in the air and walk with kings." See, and that's how I feel like you should deal with that kind of bullshit. I follow the Tommy Lasorda era where. Where he beat up the San Diego chicken for calling him fat. Yes. And if any person came in and like asked him questions on like their, their the fan interaction times, he wouldn't hold back. He'd go right at them just like they were one of his players if they said something he didn't like. I yeah. love that. No, I hear you. Um, it's like, I'm a human being. You're a human being. You talk to me like that and disrespect me. I'm going to disrespect you back. Remember, I, I remember, remember on Fletch when Chevy Chase is standing there in that office? Hey, you Tommy in this order? I hate Tommy Lasorda. Well, I've been I've been trolling <laughs> Baker. I've been trolling y'all, saying, "Well, how about this one? How about this one? Do I really have to talk about the biggest freaking game going on this week?" Yes, you do. Well, what is it, Tuna? Louisville, Virginia Tech. The hell it is! Oh! It's time to go down to. Tuscaloosa, it's LSU at Alabama, people. Come on. Let's go here. We've got the well, one-loss team, ranked number seventh in the CFP. Uh, and do you want to know my opinion on this game? I would love to hear nah. your opinion on this game. I'm ready think, to move on to Kansas State, Texas. I think it's a horrible matchup for us, and I think we're going to co- lose. Of course you do. <laughs> uh, of course you do. Sneak preview to the end of the show, Tuna's Lock of the Week might just be this game. Oh, well. I think uh, I think I I think Colin might have this on his uh, on his sheet as well. Sure, ain't gonna bet on North Carolina again. Let me ask you a question: If it's coming down, it's a tight game, and it's down to the end of the wire. 
Well, we're going to win then. Do you trust? If it's close. Do you we're trust Jaden Daniels to bring you down and score, or do you trust Jalen Milrow to bring you down? I and trust Jalen Milrow to get us to the forty-five yard line and our All-American kicker to put mm. it right between the uprights. Okay, that's what I trust. I think in a world now of college football where offense <laughs> tends to beat defenses. Elite offenses always come out on top against elite defenses. That's how it is now. Well, I'm going to give you all a serious rundown for about two minutes. Please. um, I really do think that it is a bad matchup for us. You know, when there are games, when you look at them, like, say, the Final Four in basketball or whatever, you come to this one team and you're like, you look at their roster and you look at yours and not how they've been playing. If we look at how they've been playing, we're as hot as hotter than they are. But and you look at it, you're like, oh, this is a bad matchup. And it is, and I'll tell you why. Because the Heisman Trophy front runner, in my opinion, uh second to Penix, is playing in this game. I would say that his two receivers are lights out better than Alabama's receivers. Uh, and we all know that Alabama's having trouble get uh, getting the football to those wide receivers. Uh, that's the problem with LSU, we all know, is their DBs. Matter of fact, they have a couple big injuries in this game. Uh, their corner is out. Uh, but you know what? I don't think it matters. I think they have enough quality players to, to, to play – Decent he defense. couldn't cover lasagna anyway. Uh, but what I'm saying is I, I just don't think that Milrow will get open enough for that to happen. And I think that their offense is going to really tear us down. This is going to be a game where Saban wants to run the football, slow the clock down, field position. We will be punting a lot. I'm, I, never, when I, I never worry when Alabama punts. As long as we're in the field positional areas that it needs to be in, because that is Nick Saban football at its best. Play field position until you get a break. We do have an All-American kicker. He's hit 27 in a row, dating back two years ago. I'm not hexing him. He's the man. But I think that the integral pieces of special teams and things like that are going to come into play. Now, we have cleaned up all our penalties. I think last week we had one penalty for five yards. Uh, I think we've cleaned that up. That really worries me when we're still playing messy. I don't think we're doing that, but I know that they are a better coach team than they have been in years past. And I just think that the matchup of their two receivers are what's going is going to be the difference in the game. The two, not the quarterback. The two wide receivers. If we can shut neighbors and the other dude down, we we can win the game. If we don't and you see them getting touchdowns, then you know that Freddie is worried and knows we're probably going to lose. That's the way I see that. So what's your official prediction for the game, Fred? I've been to quite a few Alabama games in my time in Tuscaloosa, and three of them – have been against uh have been against LSU. Four of them have been against LSU. One of them being Saban as the coach, <laughs> ironically, and we've lost every one of them. I've never been there for an LSU win in Tuscaloosa. 
The crazy thing is, is when are you Bama, going? When Bama plays in, <laughs> when Bama plays in Death Valley, we win. When they play at Bama, they win. Look, at, go back and look. You'll find that out. That there's more or less that I, I know we've that we've each won in our home venues. Yes, but if you look in the last fifteen years, you'll be shocked to see how many times we won in each other's house. So I have Alabama coming up short in this game. Final um, score. Final score. Uh, twenty-seven twenty-three. Tuna, you have a prediction on this game? No, at all? I mean I agree with Fred on this. Believe it or not, my my biggest thing there is um, he said it's going to be a change of pace for Nick Saban, where he's going to try to run the ball and slow things down. I think that's been the last four weeks. Um. So we kind of sure, expect well, that. Yeah, um, no, I know. Well, that's always how. But I, I think, like, I agree. You look at some games, like you could look at the Bama-Tennessee game, and you're like, this is the perfect matchup for Bama, even though you didn't agree. Right. Like, it was. That was, like, ready there for the taking. This is laid out awfully for Bama. Like, I can't. Yeah, Saban is going to have to really. score way quicker than Tennessee does. You know what I mean? Saban's going to have to scheme for this, like, in a way. Yeah, well, that, we've been holding shit back I, for this game, I mean, I, as they always well, do. Well, maybe you should have pulled that stuff out about, like, four or five weeks ago. Well, we're but, holding, uh, dude, we're holding stuff back for little old Georgia. Yeah, we too. didn't see none of it against Texas. Uh, uh, well, uh, no, we gave a lot up there. Yeah. We did. Uh, but, uh, anyway, I'm not going to rag on Bama. I, no, I'm with you. Tuna said he's not going to rag on Bama. <laughs> No, but uh, I uh, I'm with you. I think it's a terrible matchup. I have LSU winning this game as well. Um, I don't know what the, I'm going to say. The score somewhere around twenty four to seventeen ish. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I mean the home field advantage is going to keep it close. I would pray. <laughs> Travis, what about you over there? I have Alabama winning. Uh, oh yeah, I knew he would. I have Alabama winning thirty to twenty-three. Okay, didn't I say the opposite? I think I had thirty twenty-three the opposite way. It's like twenty-seven twenty-three. I believe is what you had. Yeah. Mike, um, you got to say in that before we get to this NBA. Roll time. Hold on, we got. Um, <laughs> I love it. I said roll time. We got a couple other games to touch on oh, dude, this week going into it. This is well, a schedule. I just want to get to the big. Well, game. you're looking at a card. From 1982. No, no, I'm not. I see all the games on all right. here. I see, uh, I mean. What There's another want? game Washington, that has implications going into it is Texas A&M at Ole Miss. This is a game, being an SEC guy, I figured you'd be all over this. Texas I mean, A&M I, could go into Oxford and win they're this They're not. Okay. That's, That's your thought. That's why I didn't look at it. Okay. Uh, Kansas State going into Austin. No shot. Okay. You just have Texas rolling no, there? No, I, no. I do. Kansas State is the is a team that is like up and down. I mean, they either get blown out or they blow somebody else out. I cannot figure them out to save my life. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going with Texas in that one. Yeah, I, I'm going I just, with Xavier Worthy. I, I think they're they're kind of starting to. There's come no back. no Quinn Ewers here again. Uh, they're they're kind of relying on run game and defense, and their secondary is pretty banged up. Man, I don't. I think this is a scary game for Texas. Okay, it's a four point spread in Austin, so that that lets you know that Vegas thinks it's close. Well, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Um, did Kansas State win last week? They beat them by forty. So I, I'm well. I mean, I don't have it on here. I don't have. I just looked at it. Um. Anyway, 
But um, I would be I would be interested to see Houston. Kansas State's record. Houston, so well, Houston. Yeah, they beat a horrible Houston. Kansas but, State is six. That was like two. a twenty-four yeah, point like, spread, I believe. Well, look at their record right now. They're Can't, six. They're six and no, two. No, I'm talking about their wins and losses. They're six and two. Yeah, they're twenty third okay. in the college no, football playoffs. Six and lost won. two. Oh. Who, who did they lose to besides Missouri? Is my question. Oklahoma State. Yes, at, ah. at, at Oklahoma State. Okay, so Oklahoma State's like Georgia. They play at home a lot. Yeah, and um, another game. This is probably the last game that has any sort of implication to college football playoff world. And a lot of people think it's going to be a blowout, and it probably will be, but it is a little scary, and that is Florida State at Pittsburgh, okay, on a night I game. I you going to say Greg Schiano. No. Why? <laughs> what, what's Greg Schiano doing? I, I just laugh like he does. Oh. Greg Schiano. <laughs> uh, they, uh, Greg Schiano's playing Ohio State. I'm saying anytime that you that have dude. to go to Pittsburgh and play on that awful turf up there. Why? Is that what it is? It's a lot. It's a big issue. And as athletic as Florida State is, um, you always worry. Are you saying upset alert? Florida I'm not State? saying upset alert. I just think wow. that that game might be a little closer than that 21-point spread. Does okay. anybody think that it the – It is uh, kind of dreary up there and mm. raining and – does Dan Marino isn't the, coming uh, through that door. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody uh, think that right. the that the Washington USC game is going to be any sort of close this weekend? Does anybody? I think because that's a huge. Hey, well, that's you know a huge game. I'll say this Wait, next, Travis, because I think this is a potential trap game for Washington. Well, I mean, they've played two terrible they teams. They have not played well. They're going to Southern Cal. This is a good call by Travis. I do think that this could I – mean, you saw the Heisman Trophy winner sitting on the bench last week, and he shook his head and just kind of like, dude. They got Utah next week. Okay, this is a trap game right here, guys. Nah. It is. I think USC is a tougher matchup for them than Utah is. I really do. I agree. And that's just You're because saying, it's going to be a shootout. If you have any sort of well, like. That's, that's what a trap game is. They're, looking, they're looking to the No, bat, I'm the not saying they're they, looking past USC. I'm saying USC is a tougher matchup for them than what right, Utah is. Right. Oh, no, I get it. But I think they think Utah's a tougher mat, matchup. So I just think USC has the weapons. They got their backs against the wall. They're at home. Not that that matters. How about uh, the over-under being 76.5? I think what? I mean, it's going over that for I, sure. Oh, my I, God. You know, that is equal, I think, to the Oregon. How, I think the Oregon was eight, close to 80. Oregon, uh, Colorado. Cal and USC put up 98 points. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to convince me that Cal's offense – is anywhere near what Washington is. Yeah, so. I may have to revisit my uh, lock of the week. <laughs> I'm going to think about that. Yeah. Uh, you guys have anything else to uh, th- that you want to talk about no, before we get uh, into not, this? Not other than my final four was the top four. All right. The CFP and I. Just Congrats, Freddie. Congrats, you're awesome. I, I, did, I didn't make any mistakes like Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> um, now this week uh, did see the kickoff of the. NBA season. Uh, yeah. Fred, myself, and our special guest, who we've had on a couple of times, uh, Eric Eichenberger, uh, 
Better known as NBA Ike. Better known as Ike is here uh, in this in the downstairs pub with us tonight to uh, talk about just uh, what we are looking for in the NBA this year. Uh, I think we ought to make a pick on who we think's gonna win. And so forth, don't you? Well, at the end, yeah, we can do that, but okay. we'll revisit it in the middle of the season because sure. of injuries and things like that. We'll just but pick one our team to win it. That's all we'll do. But yeah, Wizards. But uh, yeah, the Wizards are going to win. Possibly, I doesn't know that Tuna's a Wizard fan. Now. Possibly giving up the most points in an NBA season, the Wizards might win that. I got Franz Wagner on my NBA <laughs> Franz team. Wagner. I just, I'm going <laughs> to order a, a Franz Wagner jersey. Um, Ike, uh, I think I donned you a, a Wizard fan. You now. did, because you just made fun of him so much I felt sorry for him, I, and now I'm locked that's in. That's what happened, Ike. It's a it's kind a, of a, Hey, dog, I'm glad you got a squad. <laughs> I'm I mean, all in. Who, who didn't? Wiz Nation over here. Which, real quickly, <laughs> didn't the Wizards pick up someone that's fairly decent? They got Jordan Poole. They're, Jordan they're, yeah, yeah, they're we got awful. Jordan Poole. He shoots a thousand <laughs> times a game. They play no defense. Right, and Matt, and, and it's ironic that he went to Florida, and Matt loves Florida. Love so, it. I mean, not the beach, the team. No, I just love the swamp. <laughs> Big swamp guy. Well, jump into it, Ike. What so, do you think? So, <laughs> I, Jesus. <laughs> Apparently, Fred is now hosting the show. No, I'm just getting Somebody charged his batteries I'm trying, up. Yeah, my energy's up a little bit. He I'm, was asleep an hour ago, and now he's all jacked ago. up. Travis got me fired up with his uh, beef stew. I'm pumped. So, uh, I did want to say uh, we are very happy to have Ike here, uh, who probably knows as much about the NBA as anybody in this city. Uh, last year, his appearance uh breaking down the season was one of our most downloaded shows and we're uh tickled to have him here again tonight welcome to the block out ike and uh fred will you turn your phone off it, my god i don't think he knows how i, I, don't, think anybody, I don't think he knows I don't how think any of our listeners if you heard that I'll give you ten dollars and a T-shirt. <laughs> Ike, welcome to the downstairs pub. Welcome to the block out. Uh, we're so pumped up that the NBA season has kicked off again. Uh, I'd like to hear just your general thoughts, your overview uh, on early in the season and things that we should be looking at. Well, thank you, fellas. Thanks for having me here. I, I always, I mean. I don't go into the college football like you all do, but God, I feel so educated listening to you all the time. Seriously. God, we I, just filled your brain I, with nonsense because we, we ain't educated at all. Yeah. I have to start off with my Celtics, okay? Oh, now, right I'm you, used, do. you know, just like Fred picked against his Bama, I'm usually doom and gloom on, on stuff. Not doom and gloom, but, you know. Just You're the little, most critical on yeah, your own team. You know, yeah. I feel that. It, always. You know, uh, but, man, I hate to talk about it just after three games, but I've seen so many things that make me feel really, really good about this team. I agree. First of all, first of all. They're beating the Pacers by 30 right now. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, I mean, I can be critical of Tatum at the end of the game, but let me tell you something. Something I love about him, fellas, is the refs will look at you if you come back every year and you don't have new moves. They're like, whatever, dude. 
You ain't got a new move. You ain't using your left. You ain't getting that call. Well, you know, oh, really? and you know what? Tatum has new moves. His spins to the left, and and then you add you add Porzingis. Have you have you oh, watched man. that? I never noticed. I, and I never noticed this about him because he's kind of awkward. Whatever, dude. He shoots a comfortable three from like five or six feet behind oh, yeah. the line, yeah. dude. He, so how do you check that? He shoots it like Luca. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. And and he don't have the pressure that Luca right, does. He's right. our third option. And then you yeah. got. JB and Luca has people kind of even though he's tall but in his face and he kind of likes it that way. Whereas he's shooting and he's so tall and you're right, he looks comfortable. And, 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 and let's be honest, yes, it, it hurts to lose Robert Williams, but I didn't realize KP. I guess I should have with that seven three wingspan. He's he's a rim protector. He's yeah. not a physical rim, no, rim protector, no, but, he can, but he's seven three and he can pull his body backwards. Long arms, yeah, and just and dude, so yeah, I really really like this team. I really love Derek White. I can't believe Pop got rid of him and Murray, I, but you know he's got V now, so right. that's probably Derek what he's into. Derek White is a good but, call, but Derek White with. With Marcus being gone, which was personal to me for a while, but now he's saying dumb crap. So whatever, you get you bring Holiday in for that toughness, and Derek White. And dude, De- hey, let's talk real quick. Holiday can give you what fifteen, uh, six boards and four assists and a couple steals, and and his three looks funny looking, but he hits it. Yeah, I he, mean, he, I he, really he's look- gonna average at least fifteen points. I mean, Don't the playoffs, think, Travis. I would say he's gonna average about fifteen. The sure. playoffs are gonna there's, be. There's a lot of shots to go that have to go around, but really, if they make it work, I don't think it's a problem. How many shots did Marcus Smart shoot? Not he would shoot a lot, but it was because he. I don't want to get into markets. That's no, living. I know, in, but, I, but I think you all are are more oh, man, a better I team. Yeah, I mean, you all are. I mean, yes, and I, and I, and I tell you what, man, uh, I'm looking forward to this mid season tournament. I know people are like, ah, well, they said that about the play ins, and everybody loves to play in. So the mid season tournament is going to be fun. Oh yeah. Hold on. Go ahead. Explain this to me. What do you mean the mid season tournament? They're going to have... I'm new to the NBA. It's first time being a fan. No, no, no. I can't even tell you the specifics. They're not doing it like all in two weeks or something. They're going to kind of spread it out. And it, what it does is, because a lot of casual fans, it's weird now because college basketball is kind of boring in the regular season unless you just love your team. But a lot of casual fans don't get into the NBA until like Christmas and whatever. This or is, May. Yeah. Well, okay, you can take a jab, dog. <laughs> well, that's I mean, just me. I mean, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, just saying. I, I agree. And, and that's a lot of people, I think, that I talk to yes, are NBA yes, people. Playoffs, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So what this does is it creates games that mean something. You can say, oh, it's a terrible. What does that mean? Well, it means something to a team like Oklahoma City. It means something. Does to it them. help their seeding at the end of the year? Like, what what do they benefit from, like, winning this tournament, the midseason tournament? I, that's a good question. Okay. I don't think I don't think it has to do with your seating at the end of the year. Okay, so it's just something random that they do. But it's do. not going to be like they're going to take two weeks out of the season and do it. They're, it's going to kind of be weird. But uh-huh. What it's going to try to do, ahead, I think, Trav. is get people interested in the NBA because, you know, I, I hear people go, well, the NBA isn't good till late in the year. And in the meantime, while this tournament is going on, all of our teams that we like in college are going to be playing, uh, you know, 
Maryland, Baltimore County on a Tuesday night mm-hmm. or, you know, what whatever other garbage. T- I mean, you have to... Uh, Louisville. 80% of <laughs> pre-league college basketball before you get into your conference is horrible. They... What does college do to get you interested in basketball before the yeah, I'm with you. Starts? It's the uh, Maui Invitational. They do it's those the, tournaments. Yeah, the right. Champions Classics right. and so on. So, so, yeah, so let's it's not be... say that March Madness uh-huh. still with the format is still amazing. Yeah. But the casual fan mm-hmm. doesn't want – the casual fan doesn't always want to uh... – There's just something about those conference games in college basketball that carries the weight. A little bit, and what they're what they're playing for is a bunch of money. Okay, okay, that's what they're playing for. Okay, I can get behind that. They're they're gonna have a big prize pool to even just advance out of. It's gonna almost be, I think, like a uh, World Cup thing where there's gonna be knockout stages. Wow, and then, that's gonna be cool. And, and See, I like feel like they should add an incentive stages. to it to like bring it into the playoff at the end of the year to where like. like I don't like know. A home, fi- a home, you know what? home court. If, if they need yeah, to, like a lower seed home court advantage or something like that. To, I, I have faith in Adam Silver. Yeah. By, by seat because he wants to. He oh, wants he's to definitely fluid, man. Like, he adjusts to different things. He wants to be progressive. Absolutely. he's He does everything to try to get more viewers. I, I, I will say that. And he's a, like, player's commissioner like he listens to what the players want and he right. tries to implement what they want so anyway go on i didn't mean to interrupt no, no, you no, i you was didn't. just i, I was think curious. my mic was off too, so uh, it might have been a been like, oh, right. uh, but, so, i just was curious about the no, mid-season i was tournament. too yeah. I, to be honest with you i'm glad he said so because i'm not sure if our listeners all know so beyond the celtics beyond the uh mid-season tournament um, just a general overview of other, like, do you are there teams that you're maybe a little off the off the radar that you're looking forward to watching? Not necessarily, you know, uh, not necessarily championship, but contenders, but teams that maybe on the on the come up, teams that you look forward to watching. I, I like mean, Oklahoma City, man. Yeah, I love Oklahoma City. I uh, well. I, I can't give up on watching New Orleans. I mean, I'm I'm mentioning these small markets and everything, but I mean, is he gonna? Is he how, how do you, Zion? Is that how you say his yeah, name? Yeah, I'm not sure if he's. Gonna... I mean, I love watching him play. I always think he's going to get hurt and everything. Do you think they're going to trade him out of there? Or he's going to stick it out in in New Orleans. I would, if I was them, I would try to get him, see if he can go one year. To be healthy all season, and I know it's tough. I know that's a that's a difficult thing because he hasn't been able to do that. But man, I think if he he's right now he's in the prime of his career, right? I mean, he should be. And uh, if I was them, I would say let's stick with him one full season and see what we can get. It's it's all you always get nervous because he's, he's like a how they say that a uh, in a in a China, bull in a China, China shop. shop. <laughs> the way he runs, but but he seems to be in better shape now than he has been. I've watched a couple of their games preseason and regular season, and he seems to be in the best shape that I've seen him in. 
And I think they ought to just give him a shot. I mean, there's a reason he's a number one overall pick, and you got to try to get something out of that. I, I, I think I, I agree. And uh, out west, I mean, I mean Denver. As Fred knows, I have the Joker as the oh, number one well, of pick. Of course, dude, Denver's got all those cogs that have really come into play that now know the roles. Like, you know what I mean? Some of those players, as they uh, learned that journey to win the championship and get to the promised land, you always look at a championship the next year and you're like, man. These the the role players really know their role coming into the beginning of the season. Um, uh, players like uh, you know what I, I I'm not talking about uh, Jamal. I, I'm not you know he knows his role is to score points. Jokic's role is to uh, bring the ball down sometimes, distribute block shots. I mean you know the whole nine yards, but uh, the center. Uh, I think that he played so good in the playoffs. I'm trying to think of his name. Um, you talking about Aaron Gordon? No, Aaron Gordon's the forward. And Aaron. speaking of Aaron Gordon, what a, a guy that really improved and knows his role. Oh, you know God. what I mean? And he's a great defensive player. He plays way taller than what he Dude, is. Caldwell Pope plays good for them. Dude, Caldwell, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope is uh, what a – is another great player that's just that is a leader role player. He's dealt with pressure in L.A. Uh, and I'm trying. Well, I'm, I never think of this kid. He went to Missouri. Uh, oh, we, Porter we, Junior. Porter Junior. Another great cog in this in this team. And I just think that they are just purring along like, look, well, because without because injuries, they're going to be there just waiting for the, everyone. The Joker's not scared of anybody. No. He showed it with Morris. Have y'all Morris talking crap on some other podcast? Like, dude, you got punk. Just be humble about it and move on. Right. You right, know, but right. I love the way the Joker brings the ball up court, man. I mean... You know, I think that evens him out and everything, you know? You know? No, it does. And what I love about him is you always worry about him getting an injury. Anytime you see, and I've had him on my fantasy team a couple times, it's usually a finger or a wrist, but he never does stupid things in the paint or anything where he jumps real high and like, you know what I mean? It's all tipping and everything. And I almost feel like half of his game is set up so he doesn't get injured. I uh, and, and you know, that runs me into there's a lot of players that are injured right now. You know what I mean? I don't under, I don't know if Travis can put his finger on this or you can, and I don't want to get off kilter here, but literally a week into the season, there's like, it's almost like, oh, my hammy, my, uh, I mean, it's not like an injury that you get in a game where it's contact related. It's conditioning related uh well, but i feel like Adam that, that Silver, some of the best players do they know how to beat that that injury the, like jokic if you want to get the big awards and the big money you, he put that new rule in this year that not a lot of casual fans understand is you got to play 65 games Did you know this tuna yes 65 games you got to play 65 games now that you got to play 65 games in order to be mvp all in oh to get awards yeah no, which, or, which, which and there's 82 yes. yeah yeah because they gave incentivized contracts to where they and i and i and you want to get into stuff like that let me say this real fast too first of all james harden just 
you know, babied his way out of Philly right. to the Clippers. Right. And I get it. He wants to play in Clippers. And, you know, if we all lived in the, L.A. The official journey. If, if, we, if we all lived in, in L.A., we'd be going to Clipper games. You could afford the tickets. Sure. We'd, 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 we'd probably pull for them and everything. I don't know you if know. I could afford a sandwich in L.A. Well, it's, it's Clippers. We could probably get in. We'd mm. have to sneak a bottle in or something. Right. right. <laughs> but, but, you know. He has changed the game to the point where I always take up for labor and I, you know, and these billionaires and whatever, screw them. But the way James Harden has acted and stuff and forced these trades and stuff, they're going to have to, they're going to have to tweak some things out and everything about, I don't, I don't even know what the answer is, but he shouldn't be able to just act the way he does to, and get moved like that. And I'm, well, I'm usually not that guy, fellas. But if you was man. a general manager, would you even want him to be part of that? He's really he, he can. He can I, I know he can score, but is it worth it? Because you know, in a year from now, he's going to badmouth you and force a trade. Here, here's the bad thing about the NBA: nobody talks about. If you don't have people to put the ball in the hole, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. You could get beat by 40 and 50 points every game. Oh, James yeah. Harden can't check anybody. He can't play back-to-backs, but he can do enough to put the ball in the hole and keep it from not being embarrassing. Now, that should not be your goal as and a fan. He's a good distributor as it, well. You know, uh, yeah, but so, you know, and they say that everybody loves Westbrook out there, even though – we're all tired of him. So and those everything. two are back together again. Yeah, those two back are back together. together with, do they? How do, How's their relationship? With Paul George well, and Kawhi Leonard. I mean, yeah. this it's is not, a think of this team. It's Matt. not going to work. Okay, Dude, it's not going to team. It may not work, but you got Kawhi Leonard, uh, a lot of veterans. I don't know, Travis. When you say not work, I don't think they're going think to the conference that. semifinals. Yeah, but more, I think they can make the playoffs. I mean, it's not the Wizards. And which, if we lived out there, we'd but, be cool with that, right? I mean, this is chaos around the room right now. Well, buddy, step up. <laughs> My goodness. No, what I was going to say is... Uh, no Kyle Kuzman and Delilah Marinali. I think what I have heard and what I've read is that uh, Westbrook was very comfortable, very happy with where he was at. And, you know, he got out of the scenario was where he was with Harden one time before. And I'm just not sure. And like you said, we don't think they're going to make the the conference finals or anything like that. And maybe it'll work from a standpoint of they'll be competitive this year. And, uh, hell, I'll watch them just to see what happens. And none of them are it's going to be entertaining. And none of them are going for the award, so they can sit out less than 65 or something, you That's know? That's right. Of course. But, yeah, we're not trying to turn this into being getting on the Clippers bandwagon or anything. A couple other things I wanted to talk about. It's going to be interesting to see the Celtics and Bucks later on. And that's something. Ken Dame... I mean, with the freak, though, all he's got to do is knock down shots. He don't have to carry a franchise anymore, you know? Right. And that has to be good to him. Somebody was going to ask you, Fred. I feel like he's missing some players. Middleton's not the same guy. I got him in fantasy. I might have to drop at yeah, some of them. Yeah, he, he, he's not the same player, and I think some of his role players are not the same. Lopez, uh, this, I think the freak, I, th- I think Milwaukee's going to have a tougher time this year. And you know what? Uh, and what about the Wolves, man? I love, I love your Edwards pickup. He's, he's great. He's phenomenal. 
I just don't know about Gobert and Cat, though, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I, I want them to be good, but it's like uh, they're about the uh, same player now. I know it's. Uh, I th- I really think that Travis's team, the Pacers, are are a team that is going to improve. Uh, they've got a great distributor in Halliburton. Uh, they're still think, learning. Travis? They're still learning how to play together. They're going to be an entertaining team to watch. I wish that fans like myself could watch the games, but uh, Bally Sports is <laughs> perhaps the worst uh, big-time streaming service that's ever been involved with a major American sport. Uh, I signed up for this service two days ago. It has yet to work. As I look on social it's for, it's media... It's for the small markets is what they do, fellas, and it's... And it's not working. I watch a lot of hockey on yeah. the Preds are on Bally Sports South. Yes, and yeah. guess what? I got the Pacers, the Grizzlies, and mm-hmm. the Predators were supposed to be on my Bally Sports app. Mm-hmm. They said you need to uh, update the app to make it work. So I update the app. Now you can't even log in. Hmm. And... If I showed what I was showing Ike, if you saw me hand my phone to him earlier, I was like, "Look at this!" Because everybody, it's three hundred. Uh, what do they charge long. you a month? It's twenty dollars. It's just twenty. Okay, we'll but, discuss after the show. I may it, be able to get you something for about twenty five dollars a month. But here, here, here's set what's, you up just here's right. what's happening. I know we all know NFL and college football rules in this country. But the thing about the NBA, it's a worldwide game. But if you got to use the small town Bally's app, there's going to be people all over the the world that are trying to watch it, and, and that's, it and doesn't that's, work right. So you know, Directv <laughs> is old fashioned, but me and Travis both had it. It was great for it, man. Yeah, I um, actually, uh, Ike will appreciate this. Uh, today was the end of an era around here. I turned in all my. Direct TV boxes. Oh, congratulations. Officially cut the cord from Direct TV. I am now streaming and YouTube TV only. Now, Ike, uh, I do think what Fred said before uh, we should get to. Uh, give me uh, four teams that you think are going to be in the uh, conference finals this year. Two, uh, two in the east, two in the west. Well, I gotta say, Boston and Milwaukee, Denver. Boring. No, I'm kidding. No, I, I know. I get they it. They could be in different brackets. How about? Too. Yeah, can we do one more, Travis? Can we give three? Can we do one more, Fred? To you make can, it juicy, Fred. You can do whatever you want. All right, let's do do three and three. Okay. Boston, Milwaukee. It's easy to say. Miami. Okay, that's what that. I think that third one's gonna be fun. But I'm, I'm not. I'm yawning when I say that. I know. My West Coast is gonna be obviously the Joker and the Nuggets. Man, do you get? I mean, I I want to say the Lakers are the third one. I don't know who my number two could be. It's easy to say Phoenix, but I I don't have faith in them. You know, I, I do I do not. So, who do you say, Dallas? Go ahead and give me yours. Well, I, my my West, I'm I'm going with uh, the Nuggets. I'm going Golden State. 
I just like the way they're playing. I like Steph Curry seems to be fresh, ready to go. I know Thompson is on and off, and Wiggins is not playing that great right now. How about Trace Jackson but, Davis? Uh, here Trace Jackson My Davis goodness. and Looney, and then they've got some just guys that can work around him. And then my third team, um, uh, I know that your third team is the Thunder probably. Uh, and obviously you got the Kings up there. Uh, I actually who forgot about- made the playoffs and been a tough team. But what about the Mavericks with Luca? Does he finally get his team up there? It just so are you picking teams or are you just naming every team? In no, the, in the I, I just I took the Nuggets. <laughs> I, I just I'm trying to keep up because I don't know what's happening. I took the Nuggets Warriors. Well, we haven't talked about Dallas at all, so okay. we, you, you didn't right. have to mention. I'm them. not taking the Lakers. I took uh, the Mavericks, the Warriors, and, and the Kings. Those are my three West West. I Coast just don't. I, we just don't know. How a whole season of Luca and and Kyrie playing together? They almost got to play like they both start, but then Luca goes out or Kyrie go. Probably Kyrie goes right, out first, right? And then they and they come back and they're they're the man, you right. know. I mean, what about your other one? As Travis said, your uh, who's your East? Well, that's a tough one. I, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Boston. After that, it's. Gosh, man, you know, can Coach Tibbs come back? I mean, uh, it ain't going to be Atlanta. It ain't. Gonna, it's probably going to be Miami. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, mine's easy. It's um, definitely <laughs> Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and Washington. <laughs> and then going out west. Well, I love that you got the whiz is coming yeah. in there. No, uh, no. Danilo Molinari is taking us to the uh, promised land and Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma's uh, the man. Yeah, and then the west, we're going to go with uh, Denver, uh, Sacramento, and Memphis. Okay, Memphis. Honestly, dog, I, I ain't like mad. You ain't gonna put Boston in the top three. I don't know who to take out, dude. Okay. Like, I'm sorry, y'all, y'all are tough. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, put like, the Wizards. We was in. up. We was up on Wizards like by fifty before halftime the other night. Yeah, <laughs> look, it's early, dude. We got 82 games to play, buddy. Hey, no, yeah. I, uh, I, I actually do like the Wiz, man. Uh, but pool. He's just jacking some crazy shots, up, man. I mean, most people are gonna have the Celtics in the. Uh, uh, I mean, and, and the free. Yeah, I couldn't go. Freak, I couldn't go I like, with the herd, I the man. Knicks I had to shoot off the cup. What do y'all think about the Knicks? I think the Knicks are going to be up there no, in the playoffs. No, no, Tibbs won't even have a voice by Christmas. No, they are currently okay. losing to the Cleveland Cavaliers as of right now. Okay, Travis, what, what you can you? catch on Bally Sports. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have three and three. I just have the two teams that are going to be playing for the for the whole marble. for the NBA okay. championship, and it's going to be the Celtics and the Nuggets. And I think that's obvious, and that's what I'm rolling with. I mean, it's so simple. Why is anyone watching the games? I mean, <laughs> hey, 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 that's why we wait till May. games. I don't need to watch it. That's it's why gonna... we. That's why we got this new tournament, dog. That's right, dude. I think it is because when you look up there, there's like. Some... Here's the thing, though. If you have the league pass and you love a team, it's just like watching Kentucky and Louisville. But if you don't really have a favorite team and you can't watch them every night, you can't see them grow. You can't see them. 
That's what it's all about. That's what I've gotten into with hockey. Like every like two, three nights I can watch the Predators play. And you kind of, you watch the pregame. They got the local pregame show and they they talk and they interview all the players. You get to know the guys' personalities. Right, right. It's really cool. So I can see that. I got to give a shout out. I like the announcers of some of these little small market teams too. Yeah, they're great. Watch their personal game is more fun than watching a game on national, a national NBA game on TNT. We all that know Shaq. That is absolutely and right. Yeah, we all know Shaq and them are great, and the Jet and all that. Uh, who doesn't love it? But, dude, just watching, like, a Charlotte game and, uh, and the coaches pull for their boys, and it's, uh, you, it's just something about it that's great. And you know who's really kind of turned his career around in a, in, in a small market? Dude. Uh, am I gonna say his name? I don't know. How I say his first name right. Is it Marcus Folks down oh, in Orlando? Marcus Dude, Fultz. he's playing with yes. confidence. He's dunking. The former oh, number yeah. one he's overall pulling. pick, yeah. uh, Marcus yes. Folks. Yeah, but yes. I mean, it obviously. But Philly has screwed up on a lot Remember, of stuff. Yeah, he shot. Shoot. Forgot how to shoot. Yeah. How to shoot. Dude, he's taking out of Washington. Then, correct. Then, yeah. Yeah. Then he got hurt, and Orlando picked him up, and he is. Little by little, put his game together, and he is more of like a distributor, okay. jumping jack. Kinda. He's like Ro- Romeo Langford. Somebody messed with both of their jump shots somewhere along the way, and yeah, he had yeah. to find it back. And he's duty. I watch him play now. It's like he's fun to watch. Yeah, Orlando's plus, fun plus, to plus watch. Plus Philly and Boston and place like that. If you have a little bit of a deficiency, them fans of media are all over you. Right. But you get down to Orlando and Disney World. You know, his yeah. games, his games, he's flourishing, dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love all these. I it's like a magical place. Who doesn't yeah. like watching New Orleans? They say, welcome but, uh, home. Yeah. <laughs> I just think some of these small market teams, are if you can get them on and you have them to watch, that is, those are the fun games. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The uh, other ones will come into the playoffs. But I think that's great. It's not just great. It's fantastic. It's not great. It's <laughs> I love it. Fantastic, Ike. NBA. Right. I love this game. <laughs> uh, Ike, thank you very much for uh, coming in tonight. We will have you back really soon. I always um, love it. Thank you, fellas. And uh, I do want to uh, shoot it around the room. I know uh, Fred has some thoughts on the Breeders' Cup that's coming up this weekend. But uh, before we get to that, Tuna... Final thoughts. I want you to talk about the championship of the Rugby uh, World Cup. Yeah. Which con- I watched. Congratulations to the South Africa Springboks. Right. We did it. Two World Cups in a row. What'd you think? It was a dogfight to yeah, the end. It was, it like, was great. There was hardly any score and everything was a stressful moment. There was so many pushes on that on that line that they could never fully get in. And like all black, I mean, they were laying it out there. Did you by any chance get to see the Hawker before the game? I did. How cool is that? Yeah, (laughs) yes, the The Hawker. Yes. Um, anyway, it was uh, what we all wanted, it was what we all expected 16 to 15 final score. Wow, uh, incredible. Uh, I think you can still go on Peacock right now and rewatch it if you want. Um, You can, it's uh, if you guys get time, just sit down and watch it. Um, and uh, but yeah, man, it was uh, it was a stressful from the minute it kicked off to the end. So, um, and then um, second thoughts, real quick. I need to touch on this, and I don't want to spend a lot of time doing it. But I would like to note that uh, to all you Louisville fans out there, we're in for another year here in basketball where we're going to struggle. 
Um, we lost a exhibition game, as I'm sure everyone well knows, to Kentucky Westland, which is picked to finish, I believe, eighth in their awful division, whatever conference they're OBC, in. Maybe? No, 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 no. They're like division they're, three or something like that, yeah. I believe. Um, it's it's low level basketball. I think they only give you one shoe when you get on the. Team. Yeah, yeah. If I think you have to buy your own, Ike. Like there was a dude wearing <laughs> zips and ruse out there, so like. <laughs> But it, it was um, it was an embarrassing performance. Um, these guys looked like they had never gotten a rebound before in their life. You had a group of like five together in a clump just watching the ball come off the rim and all five going up in a circle trying to get the ball. It was the most it, it was the most pathetic thing I ever seen. It was to the point where as I mentioned earlier, we had an assistant coach Danny Manning sleeping on the bench during the game. Um is he a past champion? He's something. Um, anyway, it's uh, it's we're in for another fun year, and there's a lot of rumors circulating around the university. If you have the interweb, I would suggest going there and digging up on it, and I'm not going to mention it here. But brace yourself, boys. We're in for another long haul. And um, let's start the Dusty Made a Louisville uh, uh, website right now. Fred. Fred. Okay. Um just wanted to go over uh, this weekend. We've got uh, the Breeders' Cup coming up. So the end of the end of the all the millionaire horses running against each other, juveniles, uh, the whole nine yards. New horses that are upcoming, horses that have already done their thing, and horses that are getting ready to soon retire. This could be their last race. Uh, um. And uh, unfortunately, we well we get to the uh, the the main race. Obviously, is the Breeders' Cup Classic, and uh, as we go over that, we've had unfortunately a few scratches. The way this is the way horse racing's been all year, guys. Uh, you've got horses at Churchill Downs breaking down. You've got them breaking down in California. I, I don't get what is happening. But as Travis and I talked, it seems like it's happening at the biggest times uh, that all these races are happening. And it's definitely, I guess the word to use is discouraging. Uh, It's sad and obviously horrible what's happening to uh, some of these horses. But it's just, as a fan, they race, so many horses race so many days in, in in a day, in a month, in a week, in a year that you kind of forget about it. You know, you forget about <laughs> There's so many of them that you kind of look past that until it happens to some of the big horses. Uh, and we've got to do something about it. I, I just don't, I don't get it. I think everyone is lost on the whole thing. And I don't want to br- put a, a dark cloud over the Breeders' Cup, but, you know, you've it got... It did need to be mentioned. Yeah, I mean, you got Practical Move, a horse that scratched Oaks day. He was the favorite going into the Derby. He finally comes back two weeks ago, wins a good a race looking good, a different form than what he was. He was kind of a stalker and he came, came in and front ran the winner and what he's warming up for the breeders cup. And what happens? He has a heart attack on the track two days ago and dies. <laughs> I mean, in a nutshell, that's it. So, anyways, we got Archangelo who is scratched. Mage, the Derby winner, is scratched. 
Um, Algier, another horse that people were going to put money on in the classic scratch. And I'm not saying Mage was in the dirt mile, but he scratched too. Uh, our practical move, I'm sorry, Forte, the Derby favorite, scratched. Mm. So uh, let's go on through here, and I'm just going to give you all a couple horses that I like the in these field. races. No. What's that? Nothing. What'd you say? Nothing at all. I said, I love you. <laughs> Have you count? I'm looking at a timer that says two minutes. Uh, juvenile. Slowest Friday, two minutes in sports. Prince of Monaco and Muth. That's Friday. The juvenile turf. You want a long shot? T- talk, talk. That's what you do a lot. Talk, talk. But River Timber is the favorite. Those are my two picks for Friday, guys. All right. The Breeders' Cup Sprint. I like Elite Power. Uh, Philly and Mare Sprint. Good Night Olive, who is a stud. Matareya. And Long Shot. I'm giving y'all Long Shots that are from that are special picks here. Lindy. Lindy. Definitely special. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dirt Mile. Tuna's favorite horse, Cody's Wish. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a long shot. At Cody's the Wish is a long shot? No. Oh, I was about to say. I'm going to give you a long shot. Okay. I thought you said that like four horses ago. No, I didn't. I uh, said the I'm Dirt following. Mile, yeah. Cody's Wish mm-hmm. is my choice. Uh, however, More Than Looks is a great long shot for that uh, race. And obviously, I'm going to pick National Treasure, Tuna's other horse. Uh, that he likes and for the classic i don't know who you guys like i'd love to hear it uh but i'm going with uh arabian night to win that and uh i might put a little money on white abario as well uh i mean these you can't say you're betting the chalk in the breeders cup they're all chalk right tuna what do you got no uh, uh no. barrio uh I do need to get you guys' picks mm-hmm. uh, before we get out of here. So They're uh, queued up, baby. Tuna, tell me what you have for your picks, your three picks, and your lock of the week, please. All right. uh, first pick, Florida, minus six versus Arkansas at the Swamp. Oh, my God. He's betting Florida. I am. Uh, Arkansas is in oh disarray my- right now. Uh, second one is my lock of the week, and this is LSU plus three over Bama. Uh, watch that line. Don't let it get below three. Uh, the next is a Frederick Benders special, something that I never do, but I have no choice but to do it this weekend, and that is to bet an under. I am taking Clemson and Notre Dame under 45 points. 45, wow. Fred, you're up. Uh, I am going with Iowa State at home. That's a pick em. I'm taking them to upset Kansas, coming off a big win. Uh, I am taking Boise State, getting four at Fresno. Boise State just had a huge blowout win over a, uh, a good Wyoming team. Uh, Fresno is flailing and i also like arizona at home in a pick'em who is playing really good football over ucla that's on the money line 
It's a pick 'em game. Yeah, both of those. Iowa State and Arizona. Wow, they're giving Arizona a lot of credit at home. People go to the desert to die at night, though. I'm like, telling you, dude. Uh, uh, honestly, Tucson at night is a nightmare. I, I love those uh, picks. Colin is taking Minnesota minus two. He is taking Missouri plus 15 and a half. Okay. And he is taking Alabama. Oh, baby. Finally, um, someone besides Ike on my side and Travis. I am taking Kansas. I'm taking Kansas plus two and a half. There you go. Oh, against me. I am taking NC State getting four and a half against Miami, mm. which I find insane. You know what? I love that pick, Travis. I had that circled, too. I like that. That game is at. Uh, Raleigh, Raleigh, yeah, and it's at three thirty. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, yeah. That's mm. an interesting. I and I'm going to take. I the, keep uh, waiting for Miami to recover, and I feel like as I soon as I, I bet I, against them, I don't I'm think gonna, it's going to happen. Yeah, you and may I'm be gonna right. Take, I'm going to take the Vikings getting five points. Those I, are my picks. I think we all agreed that we are going to take the over collectively in the um, Washington USC game. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And what would you say it was? 75, 85? Yeah, it's like 76 and You a could half. make it 95, and I'm taking yeah. it. I don't care. Now, Ike, I want to uh, send it back to you for a quick uh, final thought. Uh, give us a TV show, a documentary, or a movie that you have watched recently that you want our listeners to check out. I watched a wild one, Fred knows movies and stuff. Fred, I can't think of the name of it with Nicole Kidman and Colin. Something about... Well, it was crazy. Uh, uh, an, an easy one to watch right now is called Pain Hustlers with Emily Blunt and those sexy eyes of hers. Okay. It's kind of a funny thing about uh, people that were pushing pain I, medicine I, and I've, stuff. I've read and, about that. Yeah, yes. it's, it's pretty good. Uh, and if there's one thing I want to know about, uh, you know, seeing a uh, movie about the opioid crisis it's sexy eyes <laughs> hey man <it's, laughs> hey man it's emily blunt dog i mean <laughs> she, 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 i'm sorry uh, i was too easy uh, i know i know uh she's really come into her own in the acting industry she's doing well yeah documentary wise there's the beckham on on netflix uh a lot of people are coming out saying that his people made it. You know, they don't go into the dark stuff from him. But I learned a lot of stuff off there. I mean, I didn't realize he won two MLS championships in L.A. once he came here. I mean, so you might have. Did you realize that? No. Yeah, because I remember when he came over here, like, oh, he's slumming. But it's I won't give out any more stuff, but it was it was pretty good. So uh, those are the two things I've watched lately. Uh there is a Barry Sanders documentary coming out uh, on Amazon Prime, I believe, in the next week toward the middle of November. So that's something to keep an eye on there, too. I always go back to when I, I don't have anything. Bye, uh, Barry, bye. When I, when I don't have anything else to watch, I always watch Mad Men, but I usually just stick to the office scenes with Don and them <laughs> crazy dudes, man. I mean, yeah. I'll fast forward through the, you know, Peggy and Tom Hanks' son being the priest and all that. Every I time I, I watch that show, I want a cigarette. Yeah, like I, I can't. I like. I'm like. I, I, gotta I have just a love those office like, scenes, yeah. man. 
Travis, I want to thank you for having me on because after you sent that text that Bob Knight had passed away, the first thing I wanted to text back was, are we still doing the podcast? But then the little kid in me didn't want to ask that and give you that the opportunity. So I know how much it meant, and I'm so glad we did it, man. So thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I'm very thankful that we have this platform uh, to talk about this stuff. And uh, I don't take it for granted, and uh, I'm happy that I got to, you know, give a few thoughts about Coach Knight tonight. And I think that it's uh, only appropriate that we finish the show tonight, and I'm going to tell anybody that has small children or anybody that might be offended by language, as soon as I give my tagline to get off the air, you can shut the, uh, you can shut the audio down. But if you are a fan of uh, Coach Knight or want to hear what it was like to be a player or in the locker room with him, I think you will appreciate this very much. Uh, We want to thank Ike for breaking down the NBA. For Ike, the big fellow of the tuna country, Matt Kempf, and the fabulous one, Freddie Benders, this is Travis Carter saying... So long, everybody. Next.